0: Good morning, good morning, Stockholm Community Church. My name is Christiana Derrick and I am the Stockholm Community Church's Kids Director. We are so excited that you have decided to join us for today's service, that you are here taking this step of faith to understand and grow in this faith journey. Thank you for being with us this morning. Whether you're watching from Stockholm or any, anywhere in the world, you are welcome. Before we go into today's word, let's just bow our head in prayer. Holy Spirit, we thank you for today. We thank you that as you speak, so shall I communicate, and that you, O Holy Spirit, will give me the words that I will speak to the lives of your children, that it will transform us and transform our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Today, I've been given the privilege by Pastors Brian and Carolyn to continue our series in the parables. These are stories that Jesus told to help us understand God's kingdom, our way of life, and to be as a guide on how to handle real life situations. As Pastor Carolyn said a few weeks ago, they are life-giving stories. The parable we'll be looking at today is the one about the Good Samaritan, which can be found in Luke chapter 10, verse 25 through to 37. I read, I brought my Bible today, by the way, so take out yours. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? He replied, how do you read it? I wanna take a moment to dive into this a little. We see here that this person is an expert of the law, yet here he is testing Jesus. An expert in its explicit sense would not test Jesus because he already knew what the law was. Rather, he would be the one teaching the law and not asking questions. But this clearly reveals that he was an expert in knowing what the law stated, but not understanding it and certainly not living by it. I've encountered many people, including myself, who know scripture, But do we truly understand what it means and do we live by it? But Jesus in this story, being God, being the good father he is, he accommodated the question, accommodated the expert in the law so that this scripture could come about for our understanding and for our growth. He saw this as an opportunity to speak to the expert of the law's heart Because Jesus knew him, he knew what he was thinking, he knew what he wanted to achieve. But being God, being the good father he is, he had the patience to try and teach him, to try and give him an aha moment, because he realized that the expert of the law has just been reading the law, but not truly understanding it. We talked about this last week. We said, sometimes you read scripture and you just don't understand it. And sometimes you read scripture over and over again and you have like an aha moment. So that's what this sort of was, an aha moment that was about to happen for the expert of the law. I also believe that in this scripture, when Jesus put the question back to him and said, what is written in the law, he also asked him an important question. How do you read it? He was trying to bring forth something here. He was trying to explain to the expert that, yes, you see words and you read it. But this is a spiritual book. These words are spiritual. They are life. There is a way that you have to read it. And so when Jesus says to him, how do you read it? He was teaching us here and trying to put us to understand that when you read the word of God, you need to ask the author to help you understand it. And in second Timothy chapter three, verse 16 to 17, we see here that all scripture is God breathed and is useful for teaching. And it goes on to mention a few other stuff. So the scripture is God breathed, which means that this is, who do we go back to, to understand the scripture? God, the Holy Spirit who inspired men to write these words is the one we need to return to when we're reading the scripture. Rather than just open the book and read it, we need to invite the Holy Spirit to help us to read it so that we don't fall into situations like these where we go and ask questions like the expert of the law to try and test people or to try and test God. Instead, we ask questions because we're trying to understand more. We ask questions to the author of the book so that he can teach us what is in the book and that we will understand it and be able to to live by it. I believe that when we read the book, the Word of God, the Bible, and we don't apply this method of asking the Holy Spirit to help us, one, we won't understand what we're reading, two, we'll read it and think we've understood it, but yet give it a wrong interpretation, or three, we would just have wasted our time reading something that we just don't understand or have a clue what it means. And so when Jesus asked that question, how do you read it? He is also trying to tell us that how are we reading the word of God? In verse 27, after Jesus asked him, how do you read it? He answered, and of course, he answered literally, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and love your neighbor as yourself he responded to jesus exactly how he read it in the literal sense because this is how he has been reading the word he has been gaining knowledge but not becoming wiser because he has not been applying the word and so after the expert read what was in the law jesus told him good do this and you will live My thought here was, why didn't Jesus go on straight away to talk about the parable? Instead, he just said, good. If you have your Bibles open, you will go with me. Chapter, verse 28, he says, you have answered correctly. Jesus replied, do this and you will live. Why didn't Jesus give the parable straight away? Because here he heard the the expert of the law answer him in the literal sense. But because here again, I believe Jesus is teaching us and he's emphasizing that scripture needs to be taught. But the teaching is done when you ask for help. No matter your reasoning for asking for help, you need to ask for help from the author so that he will give you the wisdom behind the words, the knowledge behind the words. Because you see, perception rather than understanding It can destroy the knowledge that we have to apply wisdom. It can even destroy relationships. And so I go deeper to say, when you're faced with a situation, how do you read that situation? When you're faced with circumstances in your life, how do you read them? Do you read the circumstances in your life based on your feelings? Or do you go to God and say, Lord, why am I in this season? What is going on? Help me to understand it. When someone speaks to you, do you just take what they say in the literal sense? Let's say someone says something to you and offends you. Sometimes we perceive that someone has offended us. We take offense to what someone says because of our perception. Yet, that person never intended to offend us. And so again, I ask you, how do you read into situations? Always, when you're faced with a situation that you do not understand, let not your perception or your feelings take over. Rather, always ask, read the situation based on the person that you're dealing with. Read your Bible together with the Holy Spirit who will help you to understand it. We continue to read. Verse 29 a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed by on the other side. But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was. And when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him and bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn and took care of him. The next day, He took out two denarii and gave them to the innkeeper. Look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expense you may have. Which of these three do you think was a neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? The expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. And Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. This scripture, this particular story has so many meanings, yet today I want to focus on the meaning of of it regarding love. How do you help, how do you know who your neighbor is? Jesus Christ explained that perfectly well here. A Samaritan. And in those times, remember, Jews and Samaritans were at loggerheads. They constantly hated each other. Jews believed that they were direct descendants from Abraham, a pure breed, whereas Samaritans were a mixed race. So they hated the Samaritans. And there was this clash and this arguments between them because of that hatred. And so Jesus didn't use the priest. We would have expected a priest to help him. He didn't use the priest. He didn't use the Levite. He used the Samaritan. The person least likely, according to the expert's perception, would help. Because in the times they lived, like I explained, they hated each other. So according to the, the 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 Jew, the expert of the law, the Samaritan, he would never have expected the Samaritan to help. And what was Jesus trying to show her? That sometimes our help can come from the least of places and in doing so he's trying to teach us that we should do unto others as we want them to do unto us we see that in luke chapter 6 verse 31 the bible says do to others as you would have them do to you we treat others with the same grace the same kindness the same respect the same tolerance we want when we when we the, the same tolerance that we want to be afforded to us But sometimes as human beings, we don't really do these things. We will get offended by what someone says, even if the person didn't mean to offend us. And rather than ask why or what made you say something like this, we read into the situation based on our emotions and that destroys relationships. But then if we were in um, turned around situations, we would want them to ask us, And so today, I want to encourage you that as you go through life, remember to always afford grace to people, the same grace that you want them to afford to you. Treat them with kindness, with respect. And when you see someone in need, because honestly, if we had just read the scripture without this explanation, this life-giving story that Jesus told, I would have thought that a neighbor was the person who lived next to me. If Jesus hadn't broken down that my neighbor is someone who needs help, I would never have understood it. And yet again, we see here why scripture should not be read without understanding. Scripture should not be read without insight, without discernment. And these things can only come about when we ask the Holy Spirit for help. You need the Holy Spirit to explain the scripture to you, to give you understanding of it so that you don't misinterpret the words or just read them literally like the expert of the law did. And so your neighbor, when you see another human being, no matter the race, no matter the color, no matter where they're from, their culture, the Bible is requiring you and I to treat everyone equally. And that when we see people who I need, As long as it is in our ability to help, that we should help. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14, the Bible says, Bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has a grievance against someone, forgive as the Lord forgave you. Many times we want people to afford forgiveness or grace to us or have patience with us. Yet when it's our turn, we find it hard to give. And so today, I'm encouraging you yet again, forgive one another as the Lord forgave you. Daily, his mercy is there for you whenever you, you sin, whenever you fall. And so extend that same mercy to others. And over all these virtues, verse 14 of Colossians chapter 3 says, and over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity proverbs chapter 10 verse 12 says hatred stirs up conflict but love covers all wrongs you see when we have love in our hearts like the bible requires us that love your god and love your neighbor when we have love in our hearts there's not much people can do to offend us because love just as i read now it covers all wrongs first peter chapter 4 verse 8 the bible says above all Love each other deeply because love covers a multitude of sins. And so we see here that even when people offend us, when we have love, it is easy to forgive them. And so as the Samaritan did, the least expected to help in this scenario, according to the person that Jesus was trying to teach, who was a Jew, the least expected to help was the one who actually helped. And so what Jesus was trying to say was, you never know where your help can come from. Treat everyone equally. How high or low, rich or poor, everyone should be treated equally. There's a song that I love so, so much. And this is the song I've been holding on to in this season. The lyrics is something like, put on a strength, put on joy, put on love, because in this world we need it. And so I leave you this morning with words of encouragement. Put on strength, put on joy, and above all, put on love. This will enable you to love your neighbor as yourself, to help people who are in need, people who need your help, to afford grace where it is needed, and also When you do these things and you love people, you will see that it will not be easy for you to read into situations in a wrong way. And I leave you finally. When you're reading the Word of God, never read it without the help of the Holy Spirit. Ask the Holy Spirit to help you understand the Word of God because He is the inspiration or the one who inspired the men who wrote it ask him. And when you're reading situations into your life, don't always read them in the wrong way, but rather ask whoever you're faced with to explain more to you. Thank you for this morning and thank you for listening to today's service. We were really happy that you joined us.